0: Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. I guess you can describe it as what a week. If you look back on Monday to think we'd have seen a trade like we had this week, new lows on the week, it closes higher, a roller coaster type of the week. Now you know the outside market influences that we've seen on these trades. And then that's just on the grain side. I mean, the livestock was just as volatile in the trade action throughout mm-hmm. the week. So diving into what has happened, Eric Kruger is joining us today with Smart Yields. So Let's start with that new low on the week, closes higher. This has just been an interesting week. Can we just sum it up as that?
1: yeah yeah what a week but what a great close for a friday you know to see beans um really across the world, old old crop above 20 cents up you know new crop up in this within really a nickel uh, of the high that we've seen so far on new crop november beans um you look over the corn market these corn putting in a new high first close above 480 um i think back to 2014 if i look at that right just on the december contract that's not front month but you know uh, on your harvest contract so some some positive stuff um definitely Definitely uh, seeing the wheat market followed up a little bit, too. Uh, it's going to have a little tougher battle, but really across the board today, really, really positive day.
0: So as you look, let's, let's look at the corn first off. I mean, they went from, you know, prices in the fours to prices in the fives. As we see that, how much of that's going to set the tone for next week and how much of that is an influence to what's been happening in South America?
1: yeah I think that you know there's really two sides of that we're really starting to see and what we saw this week kind of come back together was this big distinction between the spread of of old crop to new crop corn and then that kind of came back in pretty good for most of the week and then today we're seeing it widen back out and you know on, on Tuesday of course the reports were looking for a little bit of a cut um, in stocks uh, that are already tight um, uh, and that's why we're up here at these levels and I think what you might have seen a little bit today is positioning ahead of that report I um, see some more monday and you know it's everybody's guess hopefully there's there's nothing too exciting or or a big change that really uh changes the tone i guess for the market because the big picture is you got to step back and look and um until we know um south america weather has been back and forth it's either too wet in in brazil or too dry in argentina and it's kind of back and forth we know they're going to have a decent crop it's just going to be how big is it going to be and what's that change in the world numbers um a lot of those questions start to get answered over the next few months, but because because of those unknowns, um, the market, it should be supported because of it.
0: Is the quietness in exports going to continue for these grains?
1: Yeah, it should. Uh, you know, the hard, hard thing to look up and see, it's nice to see corn up, beans up, wheat up, cattle were up, uh, your energy market really helping carry up. But then all of a sudden, the dollar's trading at the highest level since November. Um, And any time, as we all know in commodities, uh, with the dollar moving stronger, uh, makes it a little tougher for us to export. So the reals actually been breaking at the same time the dollar has been moving up. That makes it a little tougher when, um, you know, their new crop supply in South America is is coming to the market. So we should expect it. It's that time of the year where uh, other places in the world are getting their grain out for export and um, ours really slow
0: down. Well, speaking of getting grains out to export, I thought it was interesting that the – long lines of ships that are waiting in South America to load out. I think more specifically in Brazil than Argentina.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think really it's part of the infrastructure, of course, but the other part of that is they just had an unbelievably wet stretch here that, um, you know, too much rain makes it really tough anywhere, let alone where they have tough infrastructure.
0: Driving-wise, we look at uh, maybe a possible boost to this ethanol demand as, as things warm up and people are just ready to get out and about yeah I
1: think so and I think you're starting to see hopefully what ends up being you know dominoes the right direction as far as states starting to reopen um, as the insane things come back so whatever that new normal is we don't we don't know what that'll be but I think it means people out and about more uh, more driving than we've seen um you know really over the last six months I think we'll see it and it's that time of year but I think people are, <laughs> are really ready for it across the across the country and you get uh, you know gasoline demand up crude oil pushing up here Um, You know, I think that all helps and it's going to help ethanol demand. Be interesting to see, you know, with the high price of corn where that goes. But right now, uh, those those are pretty positive numbers.
0: You and I were talking before we started the Fontenelle final bell about the craziness we saw from the feds this week. And that was more on a Thursday trade and how fast the markets could turn it around on a Friday. But the uncertainty is definitely still there for them
1: there is and it, and it's just it's just that constant reminder that we're at such extreme levels, and everybody knows, you know, the grain markets are every, everything in the grain market right now is extremely profitable. And it's, it's how to protect yourself through those events, whether it's short term or, or long term protection. But I think it's one of the most important things as we're coming into a growing season. We have really over the next, you know, 35, 40 days, we're going to have three crop reports, uh, two regular monthly crop reports and, uh, you know, a quarterly stocks and planning and attentions report at the end of, end of March. So it's, it, there's going to be some volatility news there's going to be volatile swings like we've seen really even just this week but over the last six months and i think we can expect that to continue um so that's that's kind of the big push right now is looking at profitability and going okay what what can guys do to make sure that that we're protecting some of this
0: so as you look at these reports these three reports that are coming yet this month which one's going to weigh heavier on the trade yeah
1: I like you know everybody's looking forward to that you know your quarterly stocks report on the thirty first perspective plannings um just you know hoping to not see something that's gonna really change the narrative, whether it's acres and where those acres are going to come from on corn and beans. If you look at all the private analysts, everybody's kind of in line, um, some higher, some more neutral, but well, we know we're going to have some more acres on the corn side and the bean side. Um, it depends, you know, with wheat where those kind of fa- fall in line, if acres get taken from other crops to go to corn and beans because of profitability. Um, but, you know, that's probably the most important one. And you turn around and blink and a week after that, um, you've got another crop production report for for April. So there's there's just, uh, you know, a lot of news that's going to start filling in the blanks and we're right into the growing season. Then all of a sudden, you know, it's the middle of April and we're, we're planting corn and beans across the country.
0: And we're definitely ready for that. Stick around, yeah. folks. More more's coming up as we continue with the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, continuing our conversation with Eric Krueger, who is with Smart Yield. So we were talking before we went to break about just, you know, the Fed uncertainty that's been going on. Um, we saw a huge effect on a Thursday trade. Amazing how fast the markets could turn around. But at the same time, this is making it tough to market. Guys that may be holding on to some old crop or are looking to, you know, put some hedges in on their on their new
1: yeah, it's it's making it very difficult because so I think you know the the big picture out there is on old crop. The guys that do have supply in the bin or unsold, um, you know, I think there's been a huge opportunity basis wise, and we've seen an incredible basis, you know, really over the last year. But you know, right now it's really firmed up again. Um, it looks to continue to do that. Um, and I think we 'll see that going forward. Um, it just depends well the futures market rewards you with that basis um, so there's there's definitely some risk there as we get moving along, but that 's a new crop, everything looks pretty solid there too, especially we can keep ethanol all going as steady as it has
0: so we jump over to the livestock side of the trade and there too, I think the market has just been crazy volatile to this week, kind of playing off of each other in some ways
1: yeah it has been and we've seen a a pretty good break here recently Uh, on on the future side I guess you should say uh, of the cattle market you look over into uh, the cash market we've been pretty steadier over the last few weeks in this you know 114 112 area on the cash side of it uh, 178 180 on the the live side of it and yet you look um, over to the cutout we really had an incredible run here to start coming in kind of into winter into this first part of springs getting up in this 240 area we've since broke looked to stabilize a little bit with and i think the the overlying big picture is we're, we're starting to see um this consumer confidence this thought that we're going to see restaurant bookings we're going to see more food service openings across the country and that should only help um to kind of help move more beef we've had great exports uh to the world on beef the last couple months and i i, I hope that continues and if, and if we can see that continue i think the the big picture is you get to that second half of the year and there should be some pretty decent opportunities in the cattle market.
0: But has there been some frustration with how erratic this cash market has been this week or lack thereof yeah. in many ways?
1: I think lack thereof in many ways more than anything. You know, it's it's, it's really hard to see the cutout move up that strong, see packer margin, margins be as strong as they are and uh, continually see um, You know that profit not be on the producer side of the table, so uh, it's a little frustrating, and it's always hard to to make that decision whether you continually feed out cattle with with the input costs being so strong, with with grain prices so high.
0: So, what are you looking forward to in in the week or so ahead as we look at these livestock markets and and things start to warm up? As you mentioned, folks are going to start getting back; they're going to do grilling, and hopefully some movement across those counters
1: yeah you know you know, on the future side of things I, I think we'll see um you know we started to see the goldman roll here at the end of the week um we'll see the fund roll continue um really out of April and the June on the live cattle side some august um and you'll we'll see it on the feeder side as well a little bit but a little more thinly traded on that on that side of the market so um a lot of deferred contract positives today um I will probably look for more stabilization in this cattle market uh, going forward we we saw a pretty good break but all of a sudden you've got your your summer cattle stabilizing. In here, trading back up to more mid-range areas, and I'd I love to see that continue. Hopefully, we'll see exports continue to stay strong. We had great exports um, you know, to China, had some to South Korea, some some Japan, Taiwan, some of these other places that usually are buying some beef, and it's nice, nice to see that. Hopefully, that continues, but hopefully, the biggest thing that's going to push this, like I said, is is getting the U.S. back up to where we get that restaurant demand boost.
0: What about for the hogs? We know African swine fever, not a lot of information coming out of China, but it still could be a market factor.
1: It could be a huge market factor. Um, you know, you read a little bit about the variance of it, that it's a little different from the original ASF that they had. But, you know, China was a strong buyer. They have the most commitments for 21 on the books right now. They were the biggest buyer last week Um, um of you know pork from us so uh, you look to hope that continues and you look at that pork market and look at the hog market and go we're at some really high levels compared to where we were three or four months ago so we've really seen that run um and and hopefully we can keep the exports in pace to help kind of stabilize this market and, and and not see a big sell off
0: so for you what's the one thing we need to keep an eye on as we get ready to start a whole new trading week
1: you know, I think just we've we've got some volatile reports coming up on the grain side of it on Tuesday. Um, you know it's it's never a bad thing for guys to to look at finding ways to take protection ahead of reports. Um, nobody knows which direction things are going to go, so it's it's always a great idea to make sure if you if you have profit, and you see it and you like it, uh, take advantage of it
0: and obviously pick up the phone and have that conversation ahead of time versus after and trying to fix a mess.
1: Absolutely, it's a lot easier to 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 be wrong and have it go in your direction.
0: There we go. What is the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Eric?
1: Uh, they can call us zero eight two three four six eight zero five, or they can go online to mysmartreel.com.
0: Thanks so much. Eric Krueger has been joining us today. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss. They're not suitable for all investors. And that is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. You can check this out as a podcast at ruralradio.com, wherever you subscribe, and it's on Spotify as well. That's the Friday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.